most of the time the thought is in order for me to do this RV thing, I have to leave my current job in order to do that. And our encouragement is what better place to start to support your lifestyle on the road. Hey, this is Heath Padgett and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 186. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly show for nomadic entrepreneurs, and on today's episode, I'm interviewing two of our very dear friends, Jeff and Deb Spencer, who also happen to be two of the fittest people I think I've ever met. (laughs) When Jeff and Deb met, they knew pretty quickly that they would work really well together as a couple, and one of the reasons was because they had the same dream, which was to live and travel in a fifth wheel. They were very specific about this dream. And after dreaming about it for more than 20 years, Jeff and Deb have now been full-timing since 2015, working with awesome brands like Dometic, who is a sponsor for our RV Entrepreneur Summit and probably makes half the products in your RV. And it was that vision of living in RV that guided many of the decisions in Jeff and Deb's marriage. Prior to hitting the road, Jeff worked as a higher-up in Walmart, and Deb had her own chiropractic practice, two jobs that probably aren't easily taken on the road. But not to be deterred, Jeff and Deb had four ideas for what they could do as work on the road. So they were feeling fairly confident about making this transition into living on the road. This was until they presented their plans to their business coach, Dan Miller, who was not impressed. He said, bring me 20 possible business ideas in the next 24 hours. And so Jeff and Deb sat down and presented 20 ideas the next day. In this podcast episode, we dive into how Jeff and Deb took all of their biggest passions and skills and created a business that brought their dream of living a fifth wheel to life. One thing that I really love about this episode with Jeff and Deb is that I feel like in a weird way that I've interviewed a lot of people on this podcast who are very early in their careers, like Alyssa and I, people who have kind of not accrued a lot of things in life and didn't have a ton of experience and kind of threw caution in the wind to get out there on the road and make it make it happen. With Jeff and Deb, they had a established career. They had friends. They had a community. They had something more to lose than somebody maybe like us who had hit the road at an earlier point in their life. And so there was more things that needed to go into the thought process to make a life like this happen. So there's a lot of intentionality, and that's where we spend the bulk of this episode talking about. Really hope you enjoy this episode with Jeff and Deb Spencer, and let's get into it. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Thanks. We're excited to be here. Yep. I feel a little bit bad, Deb, just because we have been talking RV stuff for like 30 minutes. And right before pressing record, I was just like, Deb, do you ever get tired of talking about RVing? And you're like, yes. And so now we're going to record an episode of the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. I hope that's okay. Yes. (laughs) Hey, we've been listening to your podcast. Sounds like since you've had a baby, though, you've entertained some additional content besides just RV centric. What do you mean? Well, just uh, a little bit life decisions, life choices, evaluation of your life on the last podcast. And then, yeah. Raising a child on the road. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, like you want to stay in your lane. And the one thing that I've been told from a few people and I've seen in reviews of this podcast has been, I love, you know, like I'm interested in business or I'm interested in RVing. And I I didn't think anybody was like weird enough to like start a podcast to marry that small of a niche. And that's been fun. So it's like as a content creator, you want to stay in your lane. But at the same time, like our lives change and our goals change. And that can't help but be reflected into like what we share. You know what I mean? Not to get too super philosophical, but. Yes. Yep. 
Yeah. Definitely. So getting to y'all story, you're mm-hmm. what I would call super athletes, which I don't know if it's a word, you're full-time RVers and you're consultants yeah. to Dometic, <laughs> which is a really big company in the RV industry. They make a lot of products as my unofficial pitch for them. And you guys can get into that in a little bit. Yes. So when you guys currently <laughs> meet somebody new right now at this stage in your life, how do you describe your story and what you do for a living? Well, we had been planning to, ever since we got married, when we were engaged, one of the commonalities that Jeff and I had was that we both wanted to be RVing. And we, I had grew up camping with my grandparents. Jeff had grew up camping with his grandparents. And as we explored our relationship, that was one of those common things that we really wanted to do. So for 25 years of marriage or 20 years of marriage, we had been planning to travel around the country in a fifth wheel, very specific. And for, t- <laughs> and for 20 years, we went to RV shows and we started out camping in a tent and we'd camp in the back of the truck every once in a while. And we kind of got a little derailed because we bought actually bought a cabin home on a local lake. And so we kind of put camping to rest but as we approached our retirement goal we started to kind of evaluate a vision of traveling the country in a fifth wheel and so about five years ago or six years ago we actually bought our first rv after looking for 20 years and nothing like procrastination but we felt like the time was right that we could actually utilize the rv to its fullest and you know, we experimented with the RV lifestyle in that little 21-foot travel trailer and decided that, yeah, this is what we really wanted to do. And then the the world of full-time RVing, we really didn't hadn't been considering that. But then we started looking at some blogs and we found Paul and Nina for wheeling it. And they were full-timing. And then Howard and Linda, living the RV dream, they were full-timing. And then that kind of dawned on us, well, maybe we could do full-time RVing. And so with that little travel trailer, we did a little experiment. We didn't spend much money on it. We, I think we spent $14,500 on this travel trailer and took it on some extended trips. And after that, then we found out, yeah, we love this lifestyle. And that's when we decided, you know, yes, this would be viable for us to do. And that's when we bought our fifth wheel, fulfilling our 20-year dream of uh, (laughs) doing that. (laughs) Yeah, so you've been full-timing now for, like, since 2015 or so, right? Yeah, 2015. And you said procrastination, but really I I think of it as, like, you guys have this awesome long-term dream and that you can filter it like through your decision-making process. So when you're thinking about, hey, do we want to buy this boat or something like that? You're like, yes. no, I. we have this dream that we're working towards where we want to be able to travel the country. And I'm assuming that that kind of helps you guys come together as a couple because you had your own respective careers. You had your practice. I know Jeff yeah. was a higher up in at, at Walmart. And so you had your own like past, but together you had this mutual goal that you're working towards. Yeah, and that's something that we've done from day one is we've always had goals. We've had number two, we've always had a budget. And number three, we've had a vision of what we wanted our life to look at. And then that vision has always been the filter that we have made our decisions through. So if something came up 
then we would say, okay, is this going to take us closer to our vision or is it going to take us away? And then that would influence the decision-making process. And, you know, of course, within that vision, does it fit in the budget? And how does it fit in the budget? How can we plan for that in the budget by setting back every month, every pay period to save up for those future goals and future dreams? Yeah. Were you always on the same page about like, I want to live or I want to travel in a fifth wheel? How did that come on board like 25 years ago? Because that was long before the days of RV life on Instagram handles. So like, where did you guys land on such a clear vision for what you wanted to do? And I want to get into like what you're doing now, but I'm, I'm also really interested in this yeah. whole notion of like, you did that so well and it's so impressive to have that clear thing that you guys are working towards. And that's really cool. Yeah. I think Deb shared about her grandparents. I also had grandparents that had a fifth wheel and as, as young kids, they would take us around and, those seeds were planted when we were younger and they went dormant as we, you know, you go to college and you start your careers. And yet when we came together and talked about compatibility, because that's a, that was a key thing for, for, for Deb and I, there's a lot of things that we are compatible in. And although we have unique differences, we do have us that dream or that vision, that thing that came together that we both were passionate about the being in the outdoors and traveling that was something that was a common like for both of us. And then we just flushed that out in details. What did that look like? And so as specific as we got, it was very clear that there was going to be a point in time. And at that time, we were talking about retirement, that when we retire, we were going to travel the U.S. in a fifth wheel. And we both aligned on that. And that was very that was about as detailed as we got. We then followed up with going to RV shows every year. We would go to different shows, just little date date weekends or, or date nights. And we would kick tires and we would, as we were driving down the freeway, you'd see an RV or you'd go to a campground and you'd, and, and that dream just continued to develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the focus of the fifth wheel came down to, you know, going to RV shows and stepping in other things. And I think really the motivation for the fifth wheel is the towing ability, uh, the flexibility of having a little bigger rig, but with the nimbleness and the, the smoother traveling with a fifth wheel, the way that it hitches. Mm-hmm. So that was really kind of our, you know, besides his grandparents having a fifth wheel, um, that was another reason why we kind of had a laser focus on, on it. Totally. That makes sense. In my head, in this scenario, I know that it's not accurate, but it's how I chose to envision y'all's story, which is that every year, starting 20 years ago, you went to an RV show and there's this guy who was starting out, maybe he was 21 years old, you know, a new RV salesman. And then you guys come back every single year for 20 years. <laughs> By that time, he's 41. You know, he's got kids. And, you know, eventually he just, you know, you guys are good friends. And, and then you finally buy the RV and he, you know, he gets his commission. And that's like how I chose to like see that story play out in my head. Well, it, it's kind of true. There was, we eventually moved to Northwest Arkansas and, and there was one RV dealer that was closest to us and he was selling wildcat fifth wheels. And we would probably stop there once every six months or so. And we'd run it. It, it was the owner and, and we kept showing up and kept showing up and, and we finally told him, you know, we've only been looking for 20 years and he just <laughs> turned around and walked away. Wow. <laughs> He's like, why am I wasting my time? Wow. I mean, 
I think it's important. We get, I know that I'm really bad at this. Like I'm impatient in a lot of things. Like I have long-term goals, but I, I want a lot of things too quickly. And I have to realize like I can do anything, but I can't do everything and I can't do it all at once. Yes. I think when you have a longer term vision for something that you want, it's important to do things that put you in proximity to that thing that you're working towards, right? So just like you guys going to look at fifth wheels, even though you're not buying one for another decade, it's like, hey, we're keeping the stream alive and it will be converted to reality one day. Yes. <laughs> Our friends and family were getting tired of hearing about it. But in the meantime, Deb and I, in addition to that long-term vision, we had other visions along the way, incremental ones that were pretty specific. Deb mentioned that we, we did go camping, car camping, and we had some trips that we would go see parts of the U.S. But we also did buy a cabin. It was on the lake. And we did buy a boat and we bought a sailboat and we had a competition ski boat. We are pretty active and it's not just related to our current endeavors in sports, but, you know, Deb was in track and I was a, a competitive swimmer in high school and then fortunate to go into college and then went on to master swimming. And so we were water people and we were around water a lot. And, and that was a very important season in our lives. And we were in pools and then we were in lakes and then we were in oceans. And then, you know, that birthed into Ironman stuff, which got us out into cycling and running. And so we've been very busy, focused on some of those activities and then running businesses. You know, I know this, you know, a lot of your audience is about entrepreneurs and we are entrepreneurs. We've We've worked for people. We've owned businesses. We we are wired that way. And so when we first met you guys in, in the RV Entrepreneur Summit and then attending the, the, the last two years and then talking through the years, boy, when you are able to marry that vision and that dream with the entrepreneurial mindset, it's just I don't know, for us, it's been extremely passionate. <laughs> and yeah. so the RV lifestyle really kind of is a conglomerate of everything that we love, you know, being the remoteness and then being able to travel to competitions and camp on site. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And, and then of course our, our business model working in the RV industry, then we're at RV shows all the time and, and events and rallies and which we're still very passionate about. You know, we kind of joked about me being tired of talking <laughs> about RVing. It, it really beats talking about Walmart all the time. It's <laughs> 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 a nice change, but we do live the lifestyle. We love the lifestyle. And, and it's just one way that we can tie in a lot of our other visions and hopes and dreams and, and pursuits. It's just a method of us accomplishing those things you can be passionate about something but you know you don't need to talk about it 18 hours a day <laughs> just because you're passionate right you you can have built-in right. break so going back to your story around the 20 year mark or, or so you guys hit a tipping point and you decide that you're going to buy the rv and move from bentonville arkansas where walmart's headquartered yes. and transition your lives into being out on the road yeah. And one thing I, I love about this process for you guys is that you've been able to find a way to transition a lot of your skills in being business owners and operators and e-commerce, well, not e-commerce, physical commerce, yes. um, into being consultants on the road. And that's one thing that I've seen come up a lot in our Facebook group, people basically saying, I have this goal, I want to travel, I want to be remote, but I have this existing job or skill set, how do I transition this 
XYZ thing into a remote position. And that's something that you guys have been able to do. So mm-hmm. I guess what was the transitioning phase like for you guys of going from having your own practice, Deb and Jeff working, managing one of Walmart's larger stores mm-hmm. a, into being out on the road? Like what, what type of job did you guys create for yourselves? Hmm. I think what helped us, so we've got some unique skills and we've got a lot of wisdom and experience, but what we believe in strongly is finding other people or resources or wisdom. There was a book that we became aware of called 48 Days to the Work You Love, and the author is Dan Miller. Dan Miller is about helping do personal inventories, finding out what things you're passionate about. He believes that he's got a formula called the three P's passion, purpose, and profit. And that really spoke to us. And he takes you through a little bit of an exercise, finding what are the the ways you're wired and, and the things that you're passionate about, and then being mindful of something that has a purpose that's beyond yourself or that extends beyond the passion. And then the profit piece, he talks about the importance of having profit in whether you're a business or you work for somebody, that's such a key component because if it's not profitable, it's not sustainable. And, and this is something that we want to do for a long time. And we ended up going to a, a weekend workshop in Franklin, Tennessee and meeting with him. And he wanted to know uh, what our business plan was. Um, and that was a really exciting time because we did have like four different businesses that we were looking at to transport into this mobile lifestyle and he challenged us to come up with 20 20 ideas, wow. 20 ideas. he was under he was underwhelmed by our <laughs> by our presentation what were the initial ideas that you had we were also in construction and so we specialized in energy star certified homes and so alternative energy type things, that was a, a component. We had our place on the lake and there was an opportunity for boat docks and managing people's boat docks. Somebody The lake go- levels raised and lowered all the time. Yeah. So you've mm-hmm. got to gotcha. manage your boat dock. Um, finances. Uh, Deb, financial coaching. Yeah, Deb and I have been financial coaches for 20, 20, years, 20, <laughs> 20 years by then. And some folks are probably familiar with Dave Ramsey. We were turned on to things way before Dave Ramsey became even cool and just helping people to and teaching people how to do spending plans and get out of debt debt and pay cash for stuff. Mm -hmm. And as financial coaches, we had a business for uh, charging people for helping them with their spending plans. Then we were looking at for Jeff, some career coaching. So those were some of the things that we were looking at doing. Gotcha. And then so Dan comes along and says, you need 20 more ideas. So like, then what happened? You obviously, we don't have to go through every single one that you came up with, but like, what was kind of the next iteration of that? Well, that was, he wanted to have our 20 ideas in 24 hours. So, (laughs) so what was really neat about that exercise, because we are planners, we have, we have goals and we have bucket list things, but that caused it. That was a really exciting date night. And so we, he didn't want them to be fully baked business plans, but he wanted to have the concept or the idea that was transferable to or touched on those passion, purpose, profit. Hmm. We kind of post-noted, bullet-pointed the, the ideas, and then we sat down with him 
And the beauty about sitting down with a consultant or an advisor or somebody that's wise like that, they're not, they're not as emotionally attached to your lifestyle and to your decision making. And so they have a unique perspective. And, and I can remember it very well when Dan sat there and he looked at what we had flashcarded in front of him. And he did a real interesting thing. A lot, a lot of times we come from a perspective where we have to do one thing or another. Mm. So some people think that we have to go to school or start a job, or we have to retire, or we have to work, or we have to start a family, or we have to, or you don't, or you don't. You know, so a lot of times we're, we're stuck in that where we have to make these binary decisions. And I remember him switching us to say, what if he switched the and connector to, I mean, to an or connector to an and connector. Mm -hmm. And he said, what would it look like if you were to take your years working with Walmart and your years of working in the supplier community, because made a decision to leave Walmart and then work in the supplier community that supports Walmart. And we did that for many years. And so what would it look like if you took the years in Walmart and the years outside of Walmart, and then your love for the outdoors, your love for the RV industry or RVing, your love for this Ironman stuff, and that allows you to take your wife with you, <laughs> You know, and allows you to take your dog with you. He just kept building on this. And then he said, and pays you for that. What would that look like? And so that was probably the next step in this Mm -hmm. pivot. So it got us to think about why do we have to abandon that career of Jeff's with Walmart and supplier to Walmart? Why abandon that? You know, it's that or thing, you know, we were thinking we have to either be in Walmart or quit and be an RVer. And by connecting the and, then how can we still honor that those skills and mesh it into an RV lifestyle? And so what that motivated us to do is when we got back home, we went into a Walmart store and studied the shelf in the RV section to see what kind of companies were already working with Walmart. And what we did from there, so we looked at Camco, and then there was Thetford and Wallex, those kind of companies. Mm -hmm. And then we took our little travel trailer and we drove it in front of the home office on a Sunday morning and we took a picture of Jeff in front of our RV in front of the Walmart home office and sent that with a little statement that says, Hey, if you are looking for somebody that loves this lifestyle, loves the RV industry and knows this customer of Walmart, let me know. And along with his resume and he sent it to those companies that we had saw on the shelf. And we got a call from Thetford, who was in the process of hiring a national account manager to manage their products that were on the shelves of Walmart. And so he came in that at the very last minute, they had already chosen their person, but they interviewed Jeff and he ended up getting that position. So that was kind of the entry into the uh, RV industry. And 
And like Deb said, uh, I think the word's called career capital. And so we all have unique skill sets and it's different than just what's on your resume. It's what the experience and the exposure and the education, it rolls up all the things that make you and the value that you that you have is called career capital. And how can you leverage that career capital in working in a business, whether an entrepreneurial business or working for somebody else? And we were able to take the career capital. And and although Thedford, it was just me, we've been able to find as a couple, you know, that we have unique skill sets that both of us together are a power couple in the sense that we have combined career capital that makes us even more valuable than individually we were before. Totally. I love that. And I think a lot of times people undervalue yes. that career capital. They say, I've, you know, I want to go travel, but I'm only a teacher. Well, teachers have an insane amount of career capital. Yes. Teachers know how to manage people. They know how to keep kids in chairs and keep them engaged, which is amazing communication skills, which could translate to corporate consulting. I mean, if you can keep 10-year-olds engaged, you can keep 30-year-olds <laughs> engaged. So, you know, like, but I think it's just flipping that mental shift that it sounds like Dan Miller did for you guys, which is, hey, how can you marry all these things together? And I think that's the beauty of so many people that we've met in the RV space too, is that the RVing part is actually not important as much as it is that it's the literal vehicle that allows you to travel to go <laughs> run 100K races, climb Mount Whitney this week in California, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, be a consultant and provide value in your career and get to go to all these places. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that. I love the end connector. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that it, it is important. And one of my friends who I just had a call with earlier today, his name is Jia Zheng, and he's been like a really good friend and mentor to me. And he's talked about that whole idea a lot, that a lot mm-hmm. of times like we grow up as, as kids or with a limited view of the world thinking that it, you either do this or do this. And a lot of mm-hmm. times there's a third option that you aren't even seeing as part of the table. And it's like a lot of decision-making could just be about finding what's the option that I'm not even seeing here. Right. So, yeah. 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 I think that's very important. And, you know, specifically to the RV lifestyle for this next generation of RVers who are actually using their RV or their RVs as their, you know, they're starting younger, but obviously they've got to have an income and, you know, most of the time the thought is in order for me to do this RV thing or van life thing or whatever it might be, I have to leave my current job in order to do that. And our encouragement is, is what better place to start than your current employer to see if it would be a viable option to support your lifestyle on the road. So not discrediting that what you're currently doing, that would be one of the places we would suggest people start with is if they're currently employed and if they're in good standing, Hmm. then, you know, start there with your current employer and explore ways that you could possibly turn your current employment into a mobile employment. Yeah, totally. I love that. And I think one thing that's been fun about this podcast and people who come to RBE (laughs) Summit is that there might be a notion by people who aren't involved in the community of like full-time travel or digital nomads. You know, if you're talking about more on the global international travel who see people who live in RVs and maybe make snap judgments about the industry. But for somebody like you guys and so many people who come to the summit, it's, you know, people who are actively 
involved in providing value in their careers or their mm-hmm. business and who are getting to enjoy a lifestyle with their family. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're getting all those ands layered on top. And it sounds like that was even the case for you guys that you had this plan to travel on a fifth wheel and go see the country, but it didn't sound like you had a plan to work as consultants or have jobs no. as you traveled. No, yeah, that wasn't part of the, the vision. <laughs> <laughs> No, we were doing that. We were still living the or or world uh, where it was going to be. We had to work or retire. And so our plan was to travel in the fifth wheel when we were retired. But part of that plan was we wanted to retire when Jeff was 50. Mm-hmm. So through our years of marriage, that was our priority to get us in a financial position that we could realize a dream of early retirement. And then to consider going full time wasn't a part of that either until we started thinking, you know what, if we could even just supplement our income, go ahead and retire maybe a little bit earlier than what we were projected to retire. Even though we wanted to retire at 50, we, you know, our projections were a little bit short where we had to work a little bit longer. So then the thought came, well, let's find something we can just supplement our income and go ahead and retire when we were 50 or he was 50 Mm -hmm. and, and go ahead and move it forward with that. And that kind of birthed into, you know, this full-time employment that we have Mm. in the RV industry, you know, Mm -hmm. not expecting to be working full-time. So much. Yeah. You guys are playing a lot too, right? I mean, you're doing fun stuff. (laughs) You climbed a mountain this week. We switched our priorities. So we used to, when we were in corporate America and we still are, but it used to be life work balance or the work life balance and then we flip that now so the the life is the first and it's capitalized and the work is lowercase yeah (laughs) but it is nice that we've been able to blur the lines between work and play and you know we've found a company that embraces you know that can actually use our play lifestyle to their benefit Totally. And I want to get into talking about y'all's role with Dometic in a second. The one thing that I I just want to touch on just because it's been front of mind for me for a while is, and it's actually the theme for our 2020 RV Entrepreneur Summit, which is like something along the lines of finding the balance. We haven't found like a really sexy word for it. Like last year was create your own rules and one year was own your day. And they're like really cool calling. But there's something that's been on Alyssa's in my mind a lot lately, which is this whole idea of like not necessarily balance, but blend or something where, you know, you're doing the things that you love and Uh and being intentional about them. And you've got that big vision, but you're not burning yourself out, you know, because it's possible within any work capacity as entrepreneurs. It's like a lot of the the reason why people have opted for building more of a, you know, lifestyle Mm -hmm. optimized business. I don't like the word lifestyle business because I feel yeah. like there's a derogatory connotation. Anyway, you know, is is because they want to do things they enjoy, not necessarily, you know, like spend all their time working. But as entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of times the default mm-hmm. mode can be to work more. So you have to figure out what that life, capital L, work balance is. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, back to the and connector. I mean, we, we were just in Tahoe. And the, the reason we went to Tahoe was because I was in a Tahoe 100K race. But the business opportunities around there, because Battleborn's over there and Sparks and got four-wheel campers over in Woodland. And then we had all-wheel up in Redding. 
And so we were very intentional about that. And so it allows the business opportunity. We got to visit with some customers and see consumers out there because we're in some campgrounds. We're in a campground right now. And this is all part of continuing to balance. Yeah, Deb went, did the Mount Whitney Trail yesterday, but we are in a campground surrounded by a lot of our customers, consumers, and we're able to get the voice of the consumer and and so it's a, quite a balance. And then, yeah, so mm-hmm. I get to go do a little uh, run yeah. <laughs> while yeah. I'm on the road. I love taking conference calls from like the Grand Canyon, well, up on the top, and then drop down in the rim, and then do a little pleasure, and then pop back up and take another call. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And now you guys have worked yourselves into a full-time role that blends with your life with Dometic, which is a really big international company. They make everything from air conditioners, toilets, fridges, you know, stoves. I, I, I don't want to list everything. It's a lot of products that, you know, like make mobile living easier. And they also there's also some consumer products, which are really cool batteries and some of the coolers and stuff too. But you guys have worked yourself into a full-time role. And I want to dig into that a little bit too, because I've, it's been fun watching you guys because Dominic's a big company and you guys have been able actually to go out and travel around the country and get close to customers in different subgroups that have then, you've been basically like the glue that's kind of, I don't want to say the only glue, but you've been a big glue that's been helping connect this big company to different groups of people who are out on the road. And I just think that that's so valuable for any company to have like that direct line of communication to customers. So you found an opportunity and like, you know, we kind of talked about everything leading up to it. So now like what have been some of the ways that you guys have been providing that career capital and leveraging that for Dometic? So original interest was that the relationships that we have at Walmart and and at retail, so it's the camping world and, and you know, tractor supply and Amazon. And so understanding retail as a retail account manager and, and, and being able to add value in that space, that was kind of the key to getting a foot in the door. The medic had seen Deb and I at RV shows and how we interact with the consumers. And, and so we were able to build some relationships. I think that was pretty key. Mm-hmm. You want to have a good fit with the people and the products that you're working with and representing. And so that was the key of starting out. And then when you find out the opportunities within the organization, and thankfully, the medic at the time had some leadership changes that would we're a little more open into meeting with consumers and understanding more from a consumer package good framework. The relationships have been and still are really strong between the manufacturers and the OEMs. And we're seeing a shift in the industry. And Dometic, thankfully, has been one of the first ones to help lead that. And Deb and I were positioned so that we are campers. So I think we tell people that we are our viewers first and we just happen to work in the industry and how wonderful it is to, you know, you talked about balance, but when you have a passion for this lifestyle, how wonderful it is to bundle that with the occupation and the insights that we're able to give, not only for us to provide on, but the relationships we have, those are genuine organic relationships that have been birthed out of the passion we all have for this mobile lifestyle. And I know Heath, you and Lisa and, and others have desperately tried to share some insights with the industry. And some of the manufacturers have been a little more open to that and some have not. Yeah, most, you know, through the years, 
they've been so dismissive of the actual RVers. We heard a statistic that they're only 13 or 14 percent of people that work in the RV industry actually RV. Mm-hmm. And there's a dismissiveness in the industry to not listen to the end user, but they listen to the OEM, the ones that manufacture the RVs. And as a result, you know, their decision making is based on price rather than what us as consumers actually want to see in an RV. So bringing Dometic's focus around to the end user rather than the OEM has been a major shift for them. And we're so excited that they've actually embraced that and are making a change. And there are so few RV manufacturers that are actually doing that. And we're sensing there's a little bit of a shift happening but it's, you know, just like everything else in the RV industry, it's a slow process mm-hmm. to create change there. Totally. And it sounds like the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but even at a very small level, like we have with Campground Booking a couple of weeks ago, I hopped on a plane and I flew up to Vancouver and then I flew to the east coast of Canada, New Brunswick. Then I flew back to Texas and I spent a week collectively in the offices of a couple of our campgrounds. And I walked out of there with about maybe 60% of the things that we talked about, ways that we can improve our system, I knew about, but about 40% of stuff I hadn't heard of or I didn't realize just like how much of their pain points we weren't hitting just yet. Mm. And so like from my perspective, the value that comes from spending time with people, it's not just a fluff like, oh, talk to your customers, get feedback. Like, no, like you guys have taken that to a different level where you're going to, you know, escaper events. You came to the summit last year and set up like kind of a little bit of a domestic lab and, you know, sat down and talked to people. And there's the value that comes out of that is is so huge that it, it moves everybody forward. And I also think you're talking about the low percentage of people who RV who are actually working in the industry. I think that that is interesting. But on the flip side, it's like when I was talking with Paige from RV Trader on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, she said that over 90% of people who are RV buyers are non-brand loyal, which tells me that like those two things are probably tied to each other because if they're not listening, everyone's kind of like group think creating the exact same thing. Therefore, nobody cares about your product because you're not listening. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some key points there. But I I think just back to the entrepreneurial thing, when Deb and I, we were the leaders in inspiring Walmart, or uh, sorry, (laughs) Dometic to to consider things a little bit differently. One is attending different shows. So instead of just going to the big three shows or, you know, like, like Hershey that happened last week or Pomona or the Tampa show that look at some of these other events. So Quartzsite was a pretty big one. And it was the first time that Dometic had gone down there. And so we had to go down by ourselves, uh, do a proof of concept, set up a little booth, found out there was a lot of interest, value, and it was a good sales opportunity. And then after that, Dometic then kind of built on the, the following years. And then this year, it's going to be, we're going to have a, quite a presence there this year. And we're also expanding into some, from sales into, we're bringing our mobile cooling line down this year. And there's some other opportunities, but I think the RV Entrepreneur Summit was one. We came on and Deb and I, two years ago, just came down by ourselves and did a small little presence. And you were very kind and letting us be, you know, one of the sponsors. 
but we also led one of your hiking activities in the morning. And the Dometic coolers also supplied the, the beer fridges as well for the co-working space. So that was a critical function. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's an opportunity for blending. It's marketing and sales, but it's also building relationships. And speaking of those coolers, those coolers are a great example of a product that is offers a great solution for mobile cooling. But it also it's more than that. That brand because of its innovation and its its uh, value, that one has become so strong within Dometic that now we have a whole nother division in our company that just does the mobile cooling and they're really connected with the Overland Group. And that whole segment is just an example of what can happen if you listen to the customer and you develop some pretty cool products. That's kind of fun <laughs> intended. Yeah. And then, you know, success. So that's a pretty good playbook uh, thing in our playbook there of, of how Deb and I have worked because we were able to go to the first Easter Jeep Safari show with uh, some other folks from our sales group. And we found a whole nother customer and we were able to take that feedback back to Dometic. And then they came up with a you know, improvements to the product line. And it's and, just exploded. And, in that and then we went to Overland, Overland West. West out in Flagstaff and then to the East. And now it's just such a, a strong event for us. And consumers are, you talk about brand loyalty, it's way higher than 10%, I can tell you. <laughs> I mean, you guys, it seems like Dominic has hit out the park with the first two consumer products that I've seen, which is the coolers. And I see them on every boat and every van that I see online. And we've used them, and they're awesome. And then with the new battery units that we used at Summit last year, which were really, really cool. And I remember, who did we hang out with at the Escapers event in Lake Havasu that was one of the product designers? Yeah, Reed. Oh, Reed. Yeah, yeah. I remember Reed talking about, like, I think he had a good bit of influence on some of those. Uh And he was talking about how much of a user of the products he is. So anyway, we could geek out a lot more of that. You guys are working on some really cool things at Dometic. And I'm excited. And thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast and, and sharing your story. I have one more question for you guys taking a bit of a detour from industry conversation to just you guys as, as, as humans and people. And what has been the biggest lesson that you guys have learned in the past year? Oh gosh, I think this past year, there's a couple of things that we have really focused on. And sometimes uh, when we kind of set up for our year, we, we pick a theme that helps us kind of focus on something new that we're going to learn. And so one of the uh, big thing is we got kind of hooked into the fire movement, Mm. you know, the financially independent retire early group and Mr. Bunny mustache and all that. And it's funny because we're older. Jeff is 60, I'm 54. And so, you know, we kind of, you know, with your audience, we came into this lifestyle maybe a little bit later, but the fire movement is something that we kind of purpose to do before we knew it was kind of hip and and cool. (laughs) Yeah. But changing personally, one of the learnings, one of the things that I, after chiropractic selling my clinic, I went into financial planning and, you know, you can get all razzle dazzle in the, the finance world and with the fire movement, just refocusing on simplicity of investing. So that's kind of been one of my, focuses for this year. Jeff, you've had other. (laughs) The Bible says man makes plans and God directs his steps. And we have just continued to be the blessings we've had from planning. We have plans. And I think that 
just has been reinforced this year, the importance of that. And that doesn't mean the plans can't change. But as a result of that, when we look back and say, man, what did we do this year? We're able to look back and see the things we've accomplished as a result of the intentional planning that we did. We're already locking down our 2020 plans right now. And there is so much excitement about looking forward to those plans. I really feel that people, we like to encourage people, if you don't like what you're doing, then you have the opportunity to create something that you you like. And you do that through having the vision and then having a plan. And that plan is the filter. I like the, 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 the P theme there of purpose, passion, and profit. And so I'm not sure that we've learned much more because we've been living that way for a long time, but it's definitely reinforced because of the benefits that we've been able to yield over and over again as a result of that that lifestyle or those decision making. Yeah, I love that so much. Well, thank you guys again so much for coming on the podcast. Is there a good place to connect with you guys on like Instagram or LinkedIn or anything like that? Oh yeah, we're uh, we're connected. <laughs> In the social world, we're known as Rolling Recess, so that's our blog and also our Insta. Awesome, Rolling Recess. And then Jeff Spencer and LinkedIn. Yeah, Jeff Spencer at LinkedIn. Awesome. Thank you guys again so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, Marty, thanks so much, thank there. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to that episode with Jeff and Deb. And if you want to meet them in person, they will be at our 2020 RV Entrepreneur Summit. This is a conference that we've been hosting now for the past few years. It's a four-day event. We're hosting March 19th through the 22nd in Northern Alabama will be our 2020 event. And we do still have some tickets available. It's a four-day conference for people like you who listen to this podcast, who are trying to create a business that supports a life of travel and adventures. If you want to learn more, you can go to therventrepreneur.com to see if we still have tickets available. By the time we're recording this podcast, we do. So you should check it out and come hang out. I'll see you guys next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.